Welcome to the Zelda Informer podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Tabex, joined again by the beautiful and lovely Mrs. Nathaniel Rumpeljance. Mrs. <laughs> For two, two wrong corrections. They're like, I'm not female and I'm not married. So... <laughs> Oh boy! Hey, you've done it yes. to me before. Stuff like yes, that. Yes, I'm. I'm back after a one week hiatus. Wasn't feeling too good last week. Still not 100. percent Yep. But. Neither am I. Which is why, sadly, this week we're pushing that habanero pepper thing to next week. Barring any, oh. hopefully, there's nothing else that's gonna happen. But my throat's killing me. Just so me. you know, he canceled it. I was still willing to do it. <laughs> I was willing to puke my guts out on camera for you guys, but. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it next week. This week's not wouldn't be that fun for two sick guys to try to eat habanero peppers. Uh, that being said, we don't have a lot of news like like last week or the week before, but we've got some stuff to talk about. So we'll just jump right into that. Um, Emily Rogers released a tweet, or she tweeted out some stuff. Um, one of the most, I guess, the the crux of this her tweets have been that. Um, Breath of the Wild isn't going to be a launch game. And we can uh-huh. get that from the fact that she said, at one point she said it's a very ambitious game, maybe even too much, um, and that there have been localization um, problems with the game, um, and because of that, because of it being too ambitious, um, and they haven't even begun quality testing. And quality testing for a game this big um, would probably take from four to six months before it can be declared publicly ready for... Um, you know, release and consumption from from uh, gamers. So that basically means that the game won't be ready till either you know anywhere between March and June. So we're looking at like a summer release or late, late, late spring release. Um, so that's kind of not the news we wanted to hear because this was a big selling point <laughs> for the Switch. Um, we know that it's going to run better on the Switch. We know that this game is. Highly anticipated by everyone, and this was one of the bigger reasons for people to buy Switch at launch, was to have Breath of the Wild at launch. Sadly, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Keep in mind, these are just rumors, though. Um, We're not 100% sure on this, but we're not 100% sure that this is not not true. Yeah. Um, So, Nate, what do you you think? Well, well, it's funny hearing you bring this topic up, because I could totally tell you were reading part of my news post, because yeah, you were using my words. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, yeah, my own words are being said. I wanted it to be um, accurate, and we'll link to accurate. that later, too. You can yeah, read the whole so, post. Yeah, so I'm the one that, that put the report up on the site. I'm, I think I'm actually the one that spotted it first at the site. <clears> um, just because I do follow Emily Rogers and Laura Kate Dale, and all of those various rumor people who were spot on about the Nintendo Switch. Um, just because I personally want to hear about this kind of stuff. Uh, now, I've seen some reactions to this news that, oh, it's delayed, this is terrible. It hasn't actually been delayed because it's only announced for next year. Yeah. Um, people just presumed that meant launch with the Switch. But Nintendo has never said it was going to launch with the Switch. They've never even hinted it's going to launch with the Switch. All they have said is that it's going to release simultaneously on the Switch and the Wii U. So, for all we know, Nintendo had never really planned for it to be a launch game in the first place. Uh, And because they didn't unveil the Switch yet, this past E3, it still made sense for Breath of the Wild to take center stage because they had already announced that game. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I... Am I, I am a little disappointed if this ends up being true now. She does note that she's even calling this it's herself a rumor. Uh, like, she's not even 100% sure of it. 
uh, if you actually read her words carefully, her sources are not saying that it's not going to release in March, but based on logical deduction of the, when the translating will all be done, it, it sounds like there's no way in heck it would be ready for March. So it's it still could be ready to go for the Switch on day one, but it's looking, if this is true, keep in mind, this is also the person that said that there was going to be gender options in the game, and that ended up not being true. So, like, a heavy grain of salt with anything that comes from Emily Rogers because she's, I'd say, maybe 50-50 with her rumors. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, to, to me, that's not even the, really what I want to talk about because that's, that's disappointing if it's not going to be there at launch. It's their high, most highly anticipated game. Mm-hmm. It's been dominating the conversation this year. Um, it's probably going to get a mention at the Game Awards as, like, one of the most looked forward to games for next year. Do you, speaking of the Game Awards, real quick, do you think we're going to see any more... Uh footage from it at the game awards considering how liberal they've been i thought you know part of me wants to say no because they had that event on january 12th yeah but then part of me also says that it's kind of a good time for if they want to keep hyping the game they could literally show what we would know 100 percent for certain is switch footage at the event like a new trailer yeah um just to keep driving that that switch name and that, uh, and all that hype uh, for the game, which obviously makes a lot more sense if it's going to be a launch game. But either way, um, I would like to see them do that uh, because without that, Nintendo really has nothing to talk about <laughs> at the Game Awards, and they're always a big part of the Game Awards. At yeah. least they have been so far. So wasn't Reggie Zelda one of feel- the investors of the Game Awards? Or yeah, he's producers? actually he's on the board. Yeah, yeah, he's on he's on the board who helps make all the decisions and stuff. So. Um, I feel like if they're going to show anything, it has to be Zelda because I, I don't think they actually want to show any other Switch games until mm-hmm. the 12th. Um, but again, we you know I, I I don't know. But getting back to this this rumor stuff, um, I don't even really care. I guess if it comes out at launch, it's disappointing if it doesn't. But as long as it comes next year, and the more I keep thinking it's not going to come at launch, the more I keep thinking it's coming holiday 2017. Yeah. Because they do need a big title for holidays, and this would be a pretty big title. Um, is the part of the rumor you didn't bring up? Was the demo? The demo. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she noted. Um, she said she's only heard whispers, which whatever that means, <laughs> she's almost like Jeff Keighley in this way, driving hype over something that she barely knows anything about. <laughs> no, um, <man's> Scott. Huh. <laughs> anyways, That's so. Fine. So, essentially, she's claiming that the E3 demo was kind of a dumbed-down version of the game and the in terms of difficulty because they wanted press and media, such as myself, to focus more on exploring the world rather than worrying about you know complicated puzzles or hard-to-defeat hard enemies, which there still were some hard-to-defeat enemies, but in general, walking around killing those Bokoblins is not really that difficult, and Bokoblins have never been that difficult to kill anyways. Um, so nothing felt out of place when I played it, but the idea that that might have been slightly dumbed down and is going to be even more difficult in the final game, that that excites me. Mm-hmm. Um, that that to me is also a sign that they recognize that the games have been getting too easy. Because that, that's always the one criticism I worried about with this game. With for all the exploration, all the big bosses, and all this stuff out there, is it just going to be too easy? Do you think that they'll implement a difficulty setting on the game? No. Okay. 
that I mean, <clears throat> let me let me let me take that back a bit. Um, they have been doing that hard mode thing lately. Yeah. Or hero mode. I could see them doing something like that again. Uh, I would like to see them not do it. I would rather I'd rather have just straight difficulty settings like easy, Me medium, hard. Well, because the hard um, mode really isn't necessarily like enemies are smarter or they come faster. It's just well, you get three hearts. There's no health, and you don't you know. That's, and that's like it. double damage or something. Yeah, it's not necessarily like, like it doesn't actually. Yeah, it doesn't make the game more difficult. It just makes you have the ability to make less mistakes. Yeah. Um, which yeah, it does make you a better player. But it doesn't actually make the encounters that much harder. And it's kind of always been my criticism of these hero modes they put out there or hard modes is it's not really harder. It's just different. Mm -hmm. It just it kind of restricts you more. And that's okay. But, like, people already do those kind of runs, like the three heart runs. Yeah. Um, you know, the swordless runs. Like, they're, they're really trying to restrict themselves to make the game harder. But that doesn't actually make the enemy AI smarter. And difficulty settings in most games makes the AI smarter, in addition to hitting you harder. Um, so I would love to see that. I just don't think Nintendo's going to do that. I, I think if they do anything, it's just going to be another hero mode type situation where it's just a lot easier for them to do that way, especially with a game this big. Yeah. Um, I mean, like but again, other other games this big, like The Witcher, have difficulty settings. But so. this is their first venture into that kind of this big of a game, so I can understand that. I I, I wouldn't like it if that was the only thing we yeah. got. But I mean, like you know, this is this is Nintendo's first foray into something this big. Um, yeah. So, you know, we 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 don't really know. Sure. But that's that's what's most not logical, but most Nintendo-y <laughs> is the fact that it's just gonna be like a hero mode with. Yeah. You know, less health restoration, which wouldn't make sense though, because the idea of this game is like survival too. So you have, you have to craft health items and cook food. Um, so who knows? Uh, and, and to be fair, I mean, I didn't get the sense playing the demo that the game was too easy. <laughs> um, it kind of felt almost just right, as it were, <clears throat> uh, especially for a beginning area where you're still learning how to play. But there still was some difficulty. Like the first time, the first time a lot of you guys, if you haven't watched any videos and already figured it out, the first time a bunch of you guys face Step Talus, you're <laughs> going to die. It, it, it's going to happen. Uh, it didn't happen to me technically because my demo ran out of time the first time I faced him. Uh, but I was on my way to dying. I probably would have died the first time because it took me a little bit to figure out all the various mechanics because. Even though there's an obvious weak point, it's not necessarily obvious how to how to tackle that weak point. And there's so many different ways to do it, which is what really excites me about this game. Is a lot of the Zelda games in the past have all been there's just this is the way you do it, and you just go go go. And this is like no, like here's a weak point, but you have like use your imagination, use your environment. You can figure out multiple ways to do it. Um, and so to me, like the difficulty kind of felt just right, but. Again, I'm not going to complain if it's a little harder. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, in the E3 demo, we know they stripped out towns and certain NPCs. So it's like, you know, who, who knows what else was different about that version compared to the retail yeah. release. The demo, from what I could tell, from the videos that I saw, seemed like a very dumbed-down version of what we're going to get at release, whenever that release date's going to be. Um, and to say dumbed-down is is a lot because it didn't look like 
yeah, it didn't look like a complete game right off the bat, but it still looked like it had an, had more than any other Zelda game in it from the demo in terms of an open world and things to do. And What I thought was crazy about the demo is, and, and I talked about this way back on the Zelda Forward podcast when we had the four people in person because mm-hmm. we had four people at E3. Um, I, if all they ever did was release that demo area as a game, I would be thrilled. That's how amazing that opening area is. And it really sets the bar super high for the rest of the game. Because this is the beginning area. Mm -hmm. So, like, other areas in the game should be, like, 20 times better than what you get at this start. And I was so impressed with the start, the polish, uh, the variety in enemies, which you just don't expect in the very beginning of a game. Uh, The variety in items, the variety in even, even the little bit of story you get, like... You know, how it's told and how you're introduced to the environment and how things work. It really felt organic and natural. And it felt huge. That's the big thing I got out of this. That territory feels huge. It feels bigger than the entirety of Ocarina of Time. That's crazy to me. That little circle on that map, to me, felt bigger than the entirety of Ocarina of Time. Probably was. It it, it probably was in terms of, like, actual landmass. So it's like... That's why I'm like, man, if they just release that as a standalone game, you know, not for sixty bucks, but you know, like a thirty dollar game, I would be totally thrilled. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot more. Uh, I'm I'm really wanting to get more, and that's why I'm hoping, like you mentioned at the Game Awards, I hope they show more because I want to know more. <clears throat> I, I think there's so much to know in this game that it's impossible for them to spoil too much before release. Maybe we'll see a story trailer. That'd be something new. That would be something new. They usually don't do story trailers. Because there really is never a story to... I'd like to see a trailer that shows off just a small bit, like even a five-second clip of a dungeon. Yeah. Because we haven't seen a dungeon, you know? Uh, It's just... uh, There's a lot of things I'd like to see, and I think this game is so big. You know, It's kind of like Skyrim in that it doesn't really matter how much they show us pre-release. It's still only the tip of the iceberg. I think the cool thing, too, is, is how... Dif- or not how difficult, but how um, under wraps this game has been, because we haven't we've seen some leaked stuff, but we haven't seen like leaked dungeons, bosses, um, towns, characters. We've only heard stuff from like third parties. Well, and it that's what kind of makes me wonder about with this this rumor about the localization. If the localization is not even done, that would make a lot of sense to me. Why nothing's getting out? Yeah. Because that means the only people who actually know are all the people in Japan. Mm-hmm. And nothing ever comes out of Japan. It's just the, Nintendo has such a tight grip in Japan. Nothing tends to leak out of Japan. Um, unless it's from like a, a manufacturer. That's why like you'll see like that one that one place, Nikkei mm-hmm. or whatever. You'll see some reports out of them because they have contacts inside the manufacturers. But it's, nothing's out of Nintendo. And this game in Japan would only be inside Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of times, I feel like the leaks come once it's localized. So someone at Nintendo of America, someone at Nintendo of Europe, you know, decides to tell their buddies or tell someone, and then it just kind of goes around and we find out things. It's probably Reggie. Um, and <laughs> it's also partially why I hope the game comes out in March, because I think if it if it makes it past another E3, for starters, it won't be as impressive at a second E3 as mm-hmm. it was at, the, was at this past one. Like, they, they can't do it better than that. So it almost feels redundant to be at another E3. Uh, unless for some reason it's just that much more visually impressive, which we don't know yet. 
We scrapped the entire game between E3 2016, and now it's a completely <laughs> new game. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know what they could really do to, to show off this big game again. And they should have, with the Switch out, they should have so many other games to talk about at E3. Um, that Zelda really shouldn't be the focus. And I feel like <clears> if it gets <throat> delayed to summer, then it starts to become a focus again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost feel like it needs to hit March just based on how heavily they hit on it this year. But we'll see. I mean, even if localization isn't done, doesn't mean, and I noted this in the news post, it doesn't mean they haven't been quality testing it in Japan this whole time. Um, but what's like just if mean, we got a Japanese, like if it got region-specific um, sent out as, as opposed uh, to like a, a region free release? So we saw it in Japan like three months earlier than we saw it in, we see it in America or the And that's the thing, like that can happen. Um, Nintendo's done it before. Think they have the... they haven't done it with Zelda in a while. I'm trying to remember the last Zelda game they did that with. There was one that released in Japan like three months before. Was it Triforce it w- Heroes? Uh, no, I think that was Global. That might have been a week before. Then it might Japan. be a link between worlds because I remember one of the handhelds was was delayed. Yeah, there, there was some game that came out in Japan before it came out in the United States, and a lot of that's localization recently. Like the game's done, it's just not localized. Yeah. Um. So they're like, oh, why delay in Japan? The game's already done. Let's just release it. Well, the reason is because then everyone gets spoilers before they get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're tempted to download the Japanese ROM and, and play the game. Uh, but, again, I, I, Breath of the Wild is going to probably be a worldwide release. It's too big. Yeah. Too big. And, again, that could also lead credence to why it might not come out in March. Because it is so big, they want to make sure it's fully localized. With no bugs. Um, Except the ones you catch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want these rumors to be true, but then I do want them to be true just because it includes the difficulty thing and because it includes the first thing that we've actually heard about how this game runs on the Switch in terms of it apparently runs better and mm-hmm. smoother. And I think a lot of people assume that, but we weren't ever really sure because all we were told by Nintendo is there will be visual enhancements. Yeah. Without any idea what that means. (laughs) Well, oh boy. And speaking of the Switch, um, we have a second rumor about the Switch. Well, a second rumor. And then this second rumor is about the Switch. There's many (laughs) other rumors about the Switch. Um, oh, tons of rumors. And this one comes from Laura Kate Dale of Let's Play Video Games. Um, who was right? This, I'm going to read parts of your article again, I think. Is this yours? Uh, that might have been Darren. Darren from yeah. Zelda Informer. Um, I wrote the one on Nintendo Prime. Yep. So, so um, what we've learned some info beforehand. And this is kind of stuff we already figured. Um, not maybe necessarily down to the price point she gives. Plus, this is UK. Um, so, keep in mind that these aren't going to be direct like one-to-one american dollars or usd to uk um but she uh, said that... darren actually screwed up his report a little bit now that i'm looking at it but go on i'll well, correct you when you were okay. screwed up, sorry um the report says darren's report says today this uh she states the system will be sold by uk retailer game for 199 199.99 euros i think that's what that is um and 249.99 that... euros I'm going to look up if that is zeros or if that's the pound. Remember, there's that whole Brexit yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. That's, that's so. why I'm just 
Maybe that's the, it, nope. That's that's the British pound. <clears throat> okay, so one hundred ninety nine ninety nine pounds, and then two forty nine ninety nine pounds. Um, and she believes that there are two SKUs with this, which would make sense. Um, with the two forty nine ninety nine model boasting more internal storage and a bundled game, which, you know, we can assume that it might be Breath of the Wild. We can assume it might be the new Mario game, but all she says is that the rumor states that it's going to be a Bundled game with more internal storage, which sounds a lot like what they did with the Wii U, because you had the 32 gigabyte model with the Wii U and then the 64 gigabyte um, with the white and black models, uh, with two separate price points. So it's nothing new. It's nothing we haven't, you know, seen Nintendo do before. Um, so it's, there's no reason to discredit this immediately. But again, this is just a rumor. Um, yep. What were your? It's important to note that yeah, like it's important to note with Laura Kate Dale too. Unlike Emily Rogers, she has a very long history of getting things right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only getting a lot of attention now because of her uh, Nintendo Switch stuff and because she doesn't really have a massive Twitter following. But she's worked at Destructoid. She's worked at Kotaku. She's worked at a lot of big publications. Now she works at Let's Play Video Games. Um, and... She's gathered these sources over the years and learned very like like really specific ways to vet her sources. Uh, like she knew about the pricing and all this other stuff um, before, but she only had one source for it. And she's one of those people that does not believe anything is report worthy if there's only one source, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very good policy to keep. It's something you would learn by working at big publications that. One source, unless that source is the source, like if it's Reggie, um, is not going to be good enough. Uh, you need multiple sources to verify. So she ended up getting a second source that she was able to verify uh, through her vetting process. And she's a, she's a, unlike Emily Rogers, who has never really been forthcoming with where, where her sources are from, who they are. Laura K. Dale's been very forthcoming about I, these are like the areas where my sources come from, which... A lot of people don't do because that that could get sources in trouble. But uh, <clears throat> apparently none of her sources are getting in trouble. Like she said, I have a source inside Nintendo. That's the only hint she gave. That could be anywhere inside Nintendo. You assume, yeah. you know, and she's in Europe. So what? someone inside Nintendo of America, inside Nintendo of Europe, someone inside Nintendo of Japan, you don't really know. Um, but she actually like explains where all her sources come from. So... Compared to Emily Rogers, she is a lot more, uh, a longer history of reliability. Um, and so I, I'm kind of tending to believe what she has to say here. And what makes this story really interesting is actually the update on it. Um, Game UK contacted her almost immediately after the story went up. Uh, one, denying the story, which, okay. And then <laughs> two, basically telling her that she's spreading false information Here's their general generalized policy where, where right now they list the, the console for 999 pounds. They just list all things they don't know final prices for is that. And then they uh, went on to, like, if you don't remove, like, the, the guy said something about her journalistic integrity is, like, going to be permanently damaged. And that if she doesn't take the article down, they're going to take further action. Which, no. <laughs> Like, you don't do that or say that. Like, why are you so angry about it? And then apparently someone above this guy uh, ended up emailing her four minutes later, apologizing for the Mm -hmm. rudeness of the prior email, still denying the report, uh, requesting that she 
uh, edited the report and put in like an official response from from them uh, about it not being true or deleting the report. And they did not say there would be any further action because, of course, there's not going to be any further legal yeah. action. It's a rumor. There is no legal action to to have. Yeah, like what can you uh, do? If there if that? there's a if there's like a leak that got out from your company, you need to figure out where the leak came from. You don't threaten the person who reported it. Uh, so it it was just really really weird, uh, and the fact that they were so quick to like respond to her uh, and and try to discredit her almost tells you that she knows something. She's yeah, not it, supposed that kind of it's like whenever you're quickly silenced that means that you're either right or you're really really close to being right yeah and so i you know and she does note that this price point for these two skews because obviously the biggest news that come out of this is that there's two skews you know it's that there is a bundle like there's a the standard version and then there's like a premium model which we've had rumors about this before uh but what we didn't know about those rumors is that supposedly this premium bundle has more storage in it mm-hmm. that that's a new part we we didn't know that there was going to be uh like the wii u where there'd be you know eight gigabyte and then a, a was a 32 uh that was not ever rumored for the switch it was always 32 and that's just what it's going to be i hate that that's um, so their baseline it, yeah well, internal if storage is, if that is their base i know i, I hope that's I hope not because it's a that's some people are like oh well maybe the premium will be 64 and i'm like it's still not enough yeah if they're not going at least 500 it, it's well like not i not enough i wanted to uh for example i was i was looking at buying dishonored 2 for my pc it's a 60 gigabyte game if that came to the switch at a 64 gigabyte internal storage that's that's the end of that internal storage yeah and, and that's kind of the i mean I, I get the concept of it being built around physical media. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. I think it's a brilliant concept. I think it does, you know, you don't have to install games. So, in theory, you shouldn't fill your system as fast as you do, like, an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. But that's got nothing to do with digital buyers. Digital buyers always use storage. That's the whole point of buying digitally. Um, and even if you can keep your game saves and delete games and download other games, which I'm assuming they're going to let you do because you can already do that with the Wii U. It's still not the same. It's still a waste of time for a person to have to keep re-downloading a game they already own. Um, And obviously, you know, they've talked about maybe there's a SD card behind the kickstand that you can put in um, to expand the storage to whatever they let you expand it to. Uh, You know, that and that's one reason I always hated the rumor that there is no external hard drive support. That is weird. Like I make, I make sense because it's portable. Obviously, you're not going to plug in an external hard drive into your portable machine when you're on the go. But when you're at home, it makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. to, to have it as an option at home. <clears throat> Even if you can't take those games with you when you go, you know, you can install whatever game you want on your internal and take that with you. Like, at least have the option at home. But we'll see. We'll see. But it, th- this whole thing just, it screams that Laura obviously got a hold of some information that she was not supposed to have. <laughs> she put it out there because companies don't respond to this. I mean, as an example, uh, this is the second time we've heard of the two forty nine ninety nine price point we just like a few days ago there was a canadian retailer that accidentally had it listed online at 200 230 something canadian dollars which uh, i or it was some price point that equated to 250 dollars usd so they accidentally put that out there and then mere hours later they changed it back to whatever placeholder they normally use and it was kind of like a whoops it happened they didn't go out and threaten people about it um 
And granted, you can't because it was your own mistake. <laughs> so this is a little different. But still, it's kind of like, what what are you going to threaten her with? False reporting? You, are you going to go on go into your your local store, your, your like game stores in the UK and just start putting up signs that says Laura Kate Dale's a fraud? Like, <laughs> you, you can't do... She got a hold of information. She's either lying or it's legit. Or and, she... Or the information's wrong. Or the information could be wrong, too. And that's totally, like, obviously, the information can be wrong. She has a track record of being right and being really good about vetting, so I, I doubt that it's 100% yeah. incorrect. But even if it is wrong, why say anything at all about it? Her, if she is doing bad reporting and if you are, are questioning her journalistic integrity, that'll blow up on itself on January 12th. Like, that's the same thing with Emily Rogers. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to go attack her because we'll know on January 12th if all this stuff is true. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, they said they're going to announce price. So yeah. we already, that'll, we'll already know for sure. Um, I don't know if they'll announce the multiple SKUs. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they would. That's so close to launch. Like, they have to. But um, we'll, we will know the price. So, like, game doesn't have to say anything if this isn't true. Because they're not the ones reporting it. So they have nothing to lose. But now they look like crap because they went <laughs> off and attacked a media mm-hmm. member for reporting on something that they clearly do not want to be have reported on. Um, and and I think a lot of it's they're trying to cover their butt. Yeah. Like because of this information tr- they shouldn't have let out. And they're like, yeah, like, like they're if right. this is true, that means that Nintendo already told retailers... Because basically... Well, what this is, is this price is not the suggested retail price from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. She does note this, that this is not Nintendo's set suggested retail price. What this is based upon is what Game UK has been told the unit is going to cost to have it in their stores. So basically the unit itself is going to cost about somewhere between like $199 from Nintendo. Like So when you buy that system in the store... 199 pounds of that goes right back to Nintendo, mm-hmm. who uses it for the manufacturing, the shipping, all that stuff. The rest of the money will get split up between the retailer cost and the shipping, the packaging, retail space, etc. But essentially, um, they're marking it up what you normally would mark up something at that price. Uh, so this would be probably around what the suggested retail price would be. Uh, so that means that the bigger news coming out of it is that the apparent cost of the system to the retailer got out. And that never gets out. <laughs> so, like, if that's true, I could see why they're really, really mad because that would be information that they could be privy to. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not know the suggested retail price, but they are probably going to know what the system costs to their company because they're already probably getting orders in for it for launch. So it's it's a very sticky situation <clears throat> that makes me really, really believe that Laura Kate Dale is on top of her stuff here. Yep. Um, and she refu- absolutely refuses to take down the report. It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's no legal ramifications for her having this report up. Either her reputation gets wrecked or she just keeps getting proven correct like she's been proven correct throughout her whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, th- thanks for sharing all this. I mean, I appreciate people like Laura Kate Dale, uh, even Emily Rogers to an effect, who kind of put themselves out there. and like, look, we have this information. Let's share it with people. Um Nintendo Switch, baby. <laughs> See you on January 12th. Hopefully. That's when all this drama can end. 
Right. Well, it's not hopefully. It will be there. The Switch is going to be there on January 12th. Do you think an apocalypse is coming or something? No, they're going to be like, stay tuned for more information on uh, March 3rd. <laughs> January 12th hits. The timer comes down. Hey, welcome to Nintendo Live. And did you hear about Pokemon Sun and Moon? Isn't that great? Hasn't it been great? We'll see you, you on like March it? 3rd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're porting Paper Switch... Mario Color Splash to the 3DS. See you on March 3rd. Yeah, the Switch isn't ready. Oh boy! Can only so. Hope. What do we have to talk about next? Fan topics. Yeah, love so fan topics. We got a few fan topics from the Facebook that the, the kids the Facebook the kids use nowadays. Um, <laughs> so we'll just go into those. The first one's from Connor Gilly. It says, "Do you Ooh. think Nintendo should ever flesh out Link's mother? All she has going for her was when she was mentioned in Ocarina of Time." And I would say no. I would say it depends on the, the game. game yeah i would say unless we're specifically talking about ocarina of time i don't think so unless the mother had like some greater impact on yeah, the like, story in of ocarina the game. time obviously she had a big impact yeah that's why that's why link was where he was so it's not that you'd ever get a game that's gonna flesh it out i mean you could get a, a, a manga that does mm-hmm. but i i feel like you know when me and Moto talked about side games that's kind of a good example where you could have a side game that is like right before the start of ocarina of time mm-hmm. that explains how link got to where he is i think that'd be more of a, a general like this is all about hyrule before ganondorf type of thing um instead of oh this is a game about link's mom and you play as link's mom well like like we know that we know why he was put there because there, yeah, like the there was a war yeah. going on but like having a side game take place during that war that leads to link ultimately being where he is like i, I think that would just be a really cool game to have that's never going to happen in, <laughs> as a mainline game like it's yeah. uh, hyrule warriors 2 might explore it for all we know has a better chance of doing it than uh than uh, a mainline zelda game does but there's other situations I've always wondered. Like, in The Wind Waker, you live with your grandma. What happened to mom? What happened to dad? Ganondorf. We're, we're, Ganondorf we're never really... Well, <laughs> like, we're never really told. They, they just kind of gloss <laughs> over the fact that they're not around. Well, just, um, even in Link to the Past, you're living with your uncle. Yeah. Like So, like, they have no problem using your grandma, your uncle, your sister, uh, you know... Pretty much, you, yeah, mentioning that you have a mom, like in Ocarina of Time, like they have no problem using these family members. Or even but in, it is weird. Or even in Skyward Sword, the fact that you don't have any parents living on the only island that's thought to have humans on it, but everyone else does. Well, yeah, it's like everybody else has parents and family except for you. So where did you come from? And no explanation for what happened to your parents. Nope. Um, and, and I think, uh, I would like to see them explore it a little more and in some instances uh and it doesn't need to be a lot Mm -hmm. uh you know as an example like when we learned that the hero shade uh is you know link from ocarina of time and that we learned hyrule historia that link and twilight princess is a blood relative of of the hero of time it's like okay so somewhere in there either the hero of time is your dad or Whatever kid he had was one of your, either your mom or dad. And he had, uh, he obviously found someone to... Yeah, so like there's suggested connections and parenting. I, I think 
if there's going to be parents in a game, it's obviously not going to be Breath of the Wild because no. you've been asleep for 100 years. So any parents you might have had are dead. It's just, unless they weren't, maybe they're asleep in some chamber somewhere. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't get ahead of myself. We have no idea what's happening in yeah. Breath of the Wild. It's very unlikely. Uh, very unlikely. Um, I think there could be a game, and, and I've always thought this, that the, with the way they've been sprinkling family members in, it almost feels like we're almost building up to a point where there's going to be a game that's based heavily around Link's family. Um, instead of being, go save, you know, go, we've already had the go save your sister thing. You know, go save your parents. Learn about your past through your family. Maybe that's what um, happens in Breath of the Wild. <coughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's entirely possible. You know, they, they keep saying you're going to go learn about your past. Maybe there's flashbacks. Maybe there's things you end up going through and you do, you know, we do finally see, you know, more of his extended family. Yeah. It's just the game constantly references that basically Link has a family or had uh, a family. Yeah. But we don't really learn about it. And it's always been really weird to me because of all the characters in the Zeldaverse, Link is the one that feels most disconnected from the actual world. Like he doesn't belong there. Um, Almost like he's an out-of-time character placed into each individual game. Yeah, it, it's really, really weird. Um, and we know because the Hyrule story, thankfully the Hyrule story did connect a lot of dots, but it's still, in the games themselves, it just, it feels like they really should explore like his mother or his dad sometime. Like, Even if they aren't super important people, it's okay, they don't have to be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know Link is destined he, he's blessed he's always supposed to come around uh, so it, it's kind of one of those that it doesn't really matter if the parents are that important but it's it's important to know why Link is who he is like as Link is starting to get more and more personality in each game it's good to know who instilled that personality in them mm-hmm. um, and you would assume that's you know, people who raised him, you know, like his uncle and Link to the Past, or, you know, his actual parents. Like, what what did they do to make Link who he is? And I um, think the problem with that, um, with us not being able to know his parents, is that if you really think about it, um, aside from maybe Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, there hasn't been a lot of, like, human life in the games, or, like, Hylian life. Like, they're localized sure. in, like, you know, Ocarina... Cities. Of, yeah, in the cities. Like, in Ocarina of Time, you've got Kakariko Village... And um, Hyrule Town, Hyrule Castle Town, yeah. and then in it's possible his mother could have been a Gerudo. Yep. In, like, in they're close enough to Hylians that you wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, but like there's there's never been like a, you know, an overwhelming abundance of, of people and, and thriving yeah. communities in these games. Although Twilight Princess had an awful lot of them. Yeah. You just couldn't talk to them. Twilight Princess <laughs> had yeah they were just you know mindless. They're fodder. They're 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 background. Mm-hmm. Fodder, and but. so you had all these like you don't have a lot of like Hylian or humanoid like you have humanoid characters you don't have a lot of human characters and so I think that it's again like you know Nintendo doesn't really focus on story except for this game which has a big emphasis on story along with gameplay and everything else um, yeah. but they I think aside from Majora's Mask we haven't seen a game a Legend of Zelda game focused on characters Sure. Like, Majora's Mask was really, really focused on the characters, who they were, what their story was, how this event focused them, uh, um, affected them, and, you know, we we can't see that in other games, because a lot of them don't have, like, huge areas of of population, like, you see... And story. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, that's what excites me about Breath of the Wild, actually, 
is the potential that side quests could have. Like, the reason we didn't see the towns is because they contain story. Mm -hmm. And the story are probably partially through the optional side quests. And it's like, that's awesome. Because it hasn't been that way since Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, there was some stuff in The Wind Waker. I will give The Wind Waker credit. It did a pretty solid job with with story. Um, But nothing's been like Majora's Mask. So if like the, all the towns or all the mini towns are like mini clock towns where you get to know the people and get through the know the people and doing all the various side quests, you get to know a bit about yourself. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I want because <clears throat> that makes all the characters matter. And, and I think in terms of Link's parents or like his mother as, as the person brought up, um, they don't have to be in the game. Like I'm, I'm okay if they're not in the game. I'm okay if they are in the game. But mm-hmm. like even just some subtleties to it, like, Obviously, this Link in Breath of the Wild doesn't have a home right now. But in other games, like in Skyward Sword, why doesn't he have a picture of his parents in his room? Yeah. You know, just the little things like that that show he came from somewhere, um, I, I think are really important and have always actually been missing. In re- uh, well, not always. Obviously, in Ocarina of Time, we, we do learn where he came from. Yeah. But, but I mean, for the, most, for the most part, like... You know, and now thanks to Hyrule's story, we now know kind of, sort of, where Link came from. But it, it, it's still, it, it's always been like an empty plot hole in the series. And they keep running with it where we don't really need to explain where the heck Link comes from. But we'll explain to everybody else. Link is just, he's supposed to be there. He's Link. Yep. It's like, but, but he came from somewhere, right? He was a kid. <laughs> he Someone raised him. <clears throat> I mean... <laughs> But, yeah, so I would love to see them do more with it. I, I don't think they're going to. Breath of the Wild, well, Breath of the Wild gives them the obvious excuse to not do it. He's been yeah. asleep for 100 years. Uh, but, and who knows? You know, We don't know. That, that could be a prior link from a different game as is. Uh, so there might be not any reason to explain it. But it, I don't know. I, I want them to do more. I don't think they're good enough at storytelling, apparently, to even put a picture of his parents in his room. I don't think they even think about these kind of things. Um that would just make it a much more deeper and connected world if they could just... And, like, even have a side character be like, oh, I remember when your mother did yeah. this. So that's like, that, the, like, it's such a subtle thing that really makes no difference except for making the world more believable that you live in. Um, and I, I hope they do subtle things like that in, in Breath of the Wild. You know, I don't know if characters will recognize Link, but if they recognize, um, you know, things that happened in the past that you remember as a player from prior games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, just little subtle things like that really make the world feel connected. Kind of like in and Wind Waker. Got, yeah, in Wind Waker, it was, it was brilliant doing that. Like, Link felt connected to the world. Even though you didn't know the parents, the grandmother was connected. You clearly knew that was your grandmother. You clearly knew that was your sister. Mm-hmm. She had um, the everything. shield, and she had the, the outfit. And um, even Ganondorf, you know, referenced the hero. And it was in the, in the uh, introduction to the game. Like, it was very, like, even the, the great Deku tree... Um, said, you know, you remind me of, you know, a time forgotten type of thing. Um, so yeah, they know it, it was all subtle, subtle yeah. stuff that they just don't, they don't seem to do that a lot. <clears throat> um, but again, more sto- a more story focused game can allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, as open as the exploration is and as optional as the story is, it's okay for all of it to be optional stuff mm-hmm. as long as it's there. So I'm really hoping they do explore it. 
obviously the mother is, is a big point, especially for Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Uh, but I- any of his parents or anyone that raised him, it, it would just be good to have subtle hints to how you became who you are. Because um, really, we never get that. Like, Skyward Sword, that was probably the big thing that disappointed me was was the literal lack of understanding of where he came why from. Link is who he is and where he came from. All we know is he wakes up, he's trying to become part of the Skywriting group, and he likes Zelda. And he gets bullied by the bullies. <laughs> But we have no background to why he's bullied by the bullies. We have no background to why he's trying to join the Night Academy. We just, he's Link, so of course he's trying to join up. No, why? What growing up made him want to be part of the Night Academy? Uh, we have no explanation for who's been, who raised him. You know, mm-hmm. where were his parents? Where are any family members? Everyone else has family. Zelda has family. Where's Link's family? Uh, it, it just, it, it, it's really odd. And that was my really one of my maybe two complaints I have about Skyward Sword is that beginning part. Um, but anyways, I I think we did a pretty good job talking about possibilities. Yeah, there. yeah. And then good spe- co- good question. Speaking of another possibility, Robert Ruiz asks uh, about the possibility of Breath of the Wild having a huge but empty world, and this is kind of a quick response um, because this is kind of a quick question. Uh, but my gut instinct is to say it, it like just instantly when I hear open world Zelda game, I think, no, that's not going to happen. But we've seen and we've heard that they're trying to make this a living, um, vibrant open world. So we have no reason to doubt that it's going to be just that. I doubt it'll be empty. Um, it's definitely going to have stuff to do. Like we've already seen that they're going to have different uh, Bokoblin encampments and um, different enemies to fight in the field. Um, we've heard that there's going to be towns and villages and all these things for you to find, and I don't think it's going to be empty. This is something that they probably, like, they took the criticism from Skyward Sword and from Wind Waker, and they were like, well, there's a lot of empty space around here, let's fill it with stuff. And so this game thrives on having this open air um, environment where everything's alive and everything's um, usable and the environment is at your disposal type of thing. So I don't think it's going to be empty at all. Um, don't think that that's... Yeah. It's, it's see, a reasonable fear, but uh, it, we've been it proven is. that it's not... Like, not proven, but we've been told time and time again that that's not the case. Uh, see, to me, it kind of depends. What's your definition of empty? If, if you watched all that E3 footage and you came away with the opinion that the world looks empty, then yes, it's going to be empty to you. Mm-hmm. That, that is what the game is. Uh, but the thing is, to build a big, believable world, you can't have stuff every ten, like every 10 steps you take. It's impossible. There could be stuff to interact with, whether it's grass or trees mm-hmm. or you know bugs or whatever. But reality is that it, if you step outside, it's not exciting every five feet you go. It's just the way it is. And the world isn't believable if that's the case. Uh, if you want a world that's like that, then Majora's Mask is really your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, games that have a lot smaller, more condensed worlds. Heck, I can even argue Skyward Sword. I know you brought it up as an example of like <laughs> learning from that. But really, the entire thing is a dungeon and a puzzle. Every area you go well, to, I meant so more along always the lines of, of like the sky in terms of traveling. Yeah, the oh yeah, the sky was sky was so boring. empty, yeah. and there was nothing. Yeah, really that was, to that's do my anything. that's actually my other complaint about Skyward Sword is the sky. Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat> It's it's one of those where 
I like the amount of so-called empty space they had in the demo because uh, it really added uh, added a beauty to the world, added a mm-hmm. believability to the world. And it's not like you ever went so far that you felt like there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew that, you know, maybe not every 10 feet, but, you know, 50 feet down the way, there's a there's a camp of Volca of, of Or you might be in an area that looks completely empty and then suddenly Step Talus pops out of the ground. Uh, there's, you know, various, uh, what is it? There, there's hunting and gathering and all this different stuff you can do. Um, yes, the world's going to appear empty at times. Like when you saw, uh, the one guy fighting the, uh, fighting the guardian out in the field during the one footage where he jumped off the, the horse and shot him and, and defeated him. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Treehouse people is apparently pre-recorded footage, but whatever. Uh, yeah, they were fighting in a wide open area that was pretty empty. Like they were in a field and there was nothing going on. It was grass and this battle, and obviously that battle felt epic. Mm-hmm. But when that battle's not going on, yeah, that's a giant open area of nothingness. Besides a bunch of grass you can burn, or or cut down, and I don't think that's a problem because that's the way the world is. There's fields, there's forests, there's rivers, there's mm-hmm. all this stuff. There's mountains, and they don't have to. The, the thrill of exploration should is kind of what this game's calling for, like Breath of the Wild. They want you to feel like you are out in nature exploring, and that's part of nature is just taking in the beauty of it, not necessarily always having something to physically do. Yeah, and like, and like Nate said, you kind of have to define empty in that, in that aspect because the difference between, um, like, in, in my idea of an empty world or an empty open world in terms of... Uh, like where you travel and get from destination to destination is the sky in Skyward Sword, because even if it didn't have um, islands and like an island every five seconds with something to do, there were still other ways that it could be made better. I think, um, man, I think it was Barry from uh, Game Grumps. I might be wrong. Um, he did a video on how to fix Skyward Sword's sky. Um, mm, yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so it talked about things like there being no cloud layer, like you could see the ground beneath you, um, and you could look up into the sky and see individual, like all the floating islands and stuff, and um, just a bunch of different things that he could do to fix it. And, yeah, and, it, w- it would add to the believability of it. Yeah, and so that's kind of what you have to look at. Like like Nate said, you don't step outside and into nature and everything's happening all at once. You know, you have, you have to go from one place to another, and then there's different things that are occurring. Even in games like Skyrim, um, that's that's my go-to example because that's the one I play most recently. Uh, you walk outside, you go to a river. There may be enemies nearby. There may not. You could walk a long trek without fighting anyone at all. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not a, a vibrant world. That just means that it's it's natural. Um, it's a natural place to to move about, and you know, there's rivers, there's rocks, there's um, but, and I liken it to there's a lot of people um, that have been replaying Red Dead Redemption lately because you know Red Dead Redemption 2 just got announced for, mm-hmm. for a release next year and the reason that some people don't just go ahead and destroy that game in like under 8 hours is because they're just taking in the environment mm-hmm. it's beautiful to them it, it, it tells a story um, you know even if you think to the Breath of the Wild demo uh, there's large swaths of area there that looks like a ruined castle town. That tells a story. There's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. You're just exploring 
what oh, the, all these runes. Until I mean, you do eventually run to a guardian and a shrine. Uh, but again, that's also an example of there is going to be something to do. It's not like you're going to be just out here running around for so long you'll never find anything to do. That's not the case. But um, it's that thrill of exploration I think they really want to get across. And <laughs> there's things that can excite you about that exploration that are not necessarily enemy encounters. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's why I kind of feel, what do you mean by empty? If, if you see, if you what you saw from e3 looked empty to you then it's most definitely always going to be empty to you yeah but I, that's not the feeling i got playing the game i got the feeling that this is a vast world with a lot of things to discover uh look at the hundreds and thousands of theories that have popped up since e3 just based on exploring the world like that's amazing um the amount of detail that's in the world and the the fact that the world feels alive i think really really helps that like there are times in skyrim like the original skyrim not any modification version mm-hmm. um where it does feel a little dead because for some reason you'll be in large spots of area where like nature seems to not exist for some reason it, it's weird mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know it, it's almost like they just forgot to fully develop that that area or something uh, the game. but yeah, Bethesda does that sometimes. I mean, they're not so much with the Dishonored game. Well, uh, Dishonored's not really open world either, though. Yeah, it's it's more like a level based open world with a hub it's, world. It, yeah, it, it's it's a different kind of game, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of. I never got that feeling with Breath of the Wild. It always felt alive. Like even if there's nothing to do, I saw some butterflies in the distance. I saw a frog jump past my feet. I see a deer running off, like. This world feels alive. And that's a large part of making me feel like I'm part of something. Um, isn't just having things to literally do gameplay-wise. It's enjoying the world that you're in. Um, and I think this game, more than any other Zelda game ever, is trying to convey that. And if you know, you, you can't hearken this back to Zelda One, where every screen you went on, there was something to fight. Well, it's also that's a two D top down. And if you yeah, think exactly. about like what what you're basically describing then if you want an enemy on every screen is you want Breath of the Wild to look like Hyrule Warriors. Well, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, yeah. and it's just non-stop fighting, which which is fine. That's cool to like those kind of games. But this isn't really like a hack and slash type of game. No. And, it's and not. if this was a hack and slash type of game that'd be fine. But it's it's Even not. Even if you look at the original Zelda game, look at the art piece that they keep referencing because uh, there's like a shot that looks like it in Breath of the Wild where Link is standing on a cliff overlooking this vast land with mountains in the background and it looks absolutely gorgeous and that was there since Zelda 1 as an official art piece. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. The fact that I finally, at 30 years old, hopefully 30, hopefully <laughs> it comes out before my 31st birthday, um, will get to realize that in a Zelda game is amazing to me mm-hmm. like it feels like they always wanted zelda to be like that it's just the technology wasn't there or they lacked the imagination to pull it off like they wanted skyward sword to be open world it just wasn't working out um now it's working out and, and as as uh <clears throat> i think referencing something earlier from uh emily rogers where she quoted one of her sources that said you know the game is ambitious almost too ambitious to do what they're doing requires a lot of ambition, mm-hmm. regardless of if her sources are right. It requires a lot of ambition, and that's what I like seeing about this game. And as much as I might hate on Ocarina of Time, I don't actually hate the game. I know I've literally said I hate it, but I don't. <laughs> um, I, I just strongly 
feel that it is massively overrated. Reality is that Ocarina of Time did feel like a game where they had a lot of imagination uh, in terms of pushing this series to go someplace. And it does feel like we've kind of had a lack of imagination and a lack of, uh, of ambition until Breath of the Wild. So I think this world is exactly what it, what it needs to be. So long story short, again, if you already think it's empty, then it's going to always be empty too. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's perfect and beautiful and everything I want anyways. <laughs> I mean, I know I just got to play the demo area. I don't know if the rest of the game is going to be that way. Um, the trailer gives me hope it's going to be because they show off a few areas, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Hopefully in March. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Cross my fingers. Okay, so there were some more fan topics, but I have something else I want us to get to, so we might hit on those in a later podcast. Um, we'll sure. see. But I... You're going to start keeping track of them like I started to do before I lost the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got your Nintendo Prime podcast. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, maybe I'll just jack them for that podcast. No, <laughs> I won't take it. We'll get our own fan topics for that podcast. Um, but yeah, I'll do my best to keep track of them. We still got that huge one. Um, so there's, like I said, I was trying to, I'm trying to do something every week that's different and weird and new. Um, and something that I don't think, at least we haven't done on this podcast. I don't know if they did it on the old one at any point. I want us Uh-oh. to pitch a Zelda film. And I want us to come to an agreement on which game it should be based off of, if any. Um, actors, composers, and directors. Oh my gosh. I know. I want us to build build the perfect Zelda film. So, I guess we should start off with uh, which game should it be based off of? None of them. Okay, so you say none of them, why? Because the very best films... Um, because there's always a fear with video game movies that's going to suck, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's always a fear. And usually it ends up sucking because it tries to follow a video game that wasn't designed to be in a film form. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather it be something that's more based on the world of Zelda than being based on an individual game because there isn't enough story in those games to make it work. And I know that means you could fill in a lot of the gaps, but again... Zelda fans are fickle. They already have an idea of what happens in those gaps. So you kind of kind of go off on something completely separate from the Zelda universe that's based in the Zelda universe. Yeah, um, and uses some of the things from like the Triforce and you know Master Sword. Like bring some of the traditions in, but don't don't base it on a game, man. I mean, I know that's going to build hype. It's also going to be bad. <laughs> well, like yeah. For example, if you want to see how. It would uh, like Ocarina of Time would work in a Zelda film. I referenced this a while ago. Uh, look up uh, the Hero of Time by B&B Finishes. Um, there's like it, it pretty much goes as you'd think a Zelda film would go in terms of well you start out you have like this dungeon and then there's a montage of other dungeons and it's it's like that's it's pretty much the formula for a Zelda game in a movie and I agree with you. I don't think this should happen. Like I'm thinking like in my head. You know, we, we see different characters develop. We see Ganondorf come to power or or his rise to tyranny or something. No, I will say this. If they want, like, if we want this to be, like, canon, like, part of the, the main line of stuff. Because, like, I guess, you know, when you think, oh, something that's based in the world but completely separate. 
eh, fans might not care as much. Yeah. I, I could see that. Um, then it should be something that takes place during an era we know exists, but we don't know anything else about it. Whether like the imprison anymore, mm-hmm. um, you know, or whatever happened with the Sheikah and if they split up and all like stuff that we do not have any details for that could easily be filled in with like a film or like a TV series uh, without necessarily infringing on anything else, as long as we know the general, the kind of the general endpoint. Yeah. Um, like we know we, we might not know how the imprison anymore ends, but we know what exists <laughs> after. So as long as however it ends can possibly lead to that existence, um, then we can basically be fine with it as fans. I feel like they'd have to start off with an actual... If they wanted to build that kind of a universe, um, they'd have to start off with a a Zelda film with, like, the mainline characters in it before they did, like, a spinoff. Yeah, and see, I I think if they're doing the Zelda film, this is why I really like that separate from the Zelda Mm -hmm. series, but based on the world idea, because... We almost get a new link in every game. Mm-hmm. So if this is going to become a series, people are going to get connected to a certain character like Link. It's got to be a series of one character going on adventures. Um, so, I mean, I guess they could just recast Link every single time. <laughs> be like James they Bond. Really want, yeah, but like, well, even James Bond. Like, they have, like, one guy go for, like, five yeah, or no, six films. It, it'd be like, you know, Link for one, two, three, and then... The next one, but it'd have to yeah. make sense from a story point of view because yeah. at this point, like, I, yeah, like in James Bond, it kind of sort of makes sense because 007 is just it's not really the guy's name, yeah, it's, that's just like the agent name. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's kind of clever how they actually set that up where it could just keep working. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda is not really set up in that way outside of, I mean, story wise, it is like there's the curse and there's all this stuff going on, like. It makes sense at a video game level it, that I just don't think would make sense on a screen. Well, you'd have to explain all of that. If you wanted to go yeah. with that explanation, then you'd have to pretty much do Skyward Sword the film. Yeah, and, and, I, and I just I want something totally separate that's just based in the world. That's just really what I want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just can't think of any other way uh, to, to really go about it. Like, I can't think of any Zelda game that would make a good movie. Like, I could think of, oh, it sounds so cool that Ocarina of Time is a movie, or Twilight Princess, or Skyward Sword, um, A Link Between Worlds. Like, these sounds, oh, this would be awesome. And then I think about it, I'm like, it doesn't really sound that great as a movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see like, different points from those games being made into, like, Yeah, like, specific, mo- yeah. Like specific moments, I, I could see. <clears throat> um, you know, like, there was that, this didn't happen in the games, but there was that, there was that one fan short that had uh, Sheik, or Zelda talking to Link, uh, intimately during a moment in Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. that never happened in the games but totally fit into the universe. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a precursor to Zelda becoming Sheik. Um, and it was a, a, just a beautifully crafted scene. There was a couple a couple mistakes that, that wanted to be cleaned up in a real release but like that kind of stuff works in a short. Yeah. I, like we're talking like a film, right? Mm-hmm. Like not shorts. Like Nintendo does like Pikmin shorts and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it'd be like a full-fledged movie, and I think that that's we'd, they'd have yeah. to start from square one. It's kind of like uh, yeah, start over again and just use the series as like a reference point rather than yeah. like a guide. Like use Link, use Zelda, use Ganondorf and Sheik or Impa, and all those characters just don't adhere to a yeah, specific like, source material. Yeah, like like do your own thing with it because 
I think that's the only way it's going to work. And I, and I, to me, I think that's the only way video game movies really work in general is if they do their own thing with it. Just the thing is, I really like the Super Mario Bros. movie that totally did its own <laughs> thing as well. Um, but like, don't do go in that direction. No, I, um, and I guess that kind of gets into who's going to be the writers, who's going to be the actors, the director. I think we're diametrically opposed on that Super Mario Bros. film, but I'm I'm not. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that hate it. I I, I don't know why. I just as a kid, highly, I liked it. it. It's highly entertaining to me. I a, see. I like the Zelda cartoon series too. Like I wish that yeah. didn't end. Um, I don't know. It, it's just I, I don't know why they're entertaining to me. Like it's not entertaining in the way like Game of Thrones is. Like Game of Thrones is a whole new level. <laughs> But I don't know. Anyways, I I'll be kind of in agreement that it should just take place outside yeah. of the Zeldaverse. So it should should know, be reference it. Should be its own own film basically. Yeah, like start a, split off on its own timeline before everything else began. If that's the way fans want to think about it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll work a little bit backwards then. Who would you like to see compose the music for the film? Like I can think that's of a, a few right off the top of my head. That's a very good question. I mean, like part the, of me wants to say Koji Kondo just because... That's the easy answer, yeah. That's the, like, that's the easy answer. He's done so many Nintendo stuff. He's proven he can do or- orchestral stuff, which you would obviously have in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, this think- is where I have to sadly admit I don't follow the composers very much. Like, whoever did the Lord of the Rings music was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. But it was brilliant. Like that music, just something like at that level. I don't know if it has to be that person or multiple people. Um, I mean, I mean, you seem to obviously have a few people in mind. Like, who are you thinking about? Well, um, off the top of my head, like I'm thinking people like Michael Giacchino. Um, he, what was the last movie that I saw? Oh, he did a. Uh, I think he did the Doctor Strange soundtrack, which is phenomenal. Oh, did he? Yeah. They. Yeah, the music in that was awesome. Um, you know, instinctively, my one of my favorite composers of all time, just John Williams. Um, okay. I don't know if his style would fit with a Zelda film, though. Um, he's yeah, very. It's just someone you personally like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very brassy. He uses a lot of trumpets. I don't think that that kind of yeah, stuff that's would a, fit. doesn't that doesn't fit Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be like uh, violins. Maybe and maybe 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 it's trumpet of time we're making. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking, uh, oh my gosh, some, someone that would be, I'm going to try to remember, get his name correct. Um, oh my gosh, he did the, I think Claus Bedelt, the guy that did, no, um, who did the, ah, so the guy I'm thinking of for Lord of the Rings was Howard Shore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, I really, I really loved his work. But see, that's also me thinking, like, that's a high fantasy yeah. series. Well, that, I feel like I'm that would go well. Um, and then, like, Claus Bedelp, he was the guy that did uh, the first parts of Caribbean film or did some of that music. Okay, sure. Um And then Hans Zimmer would be really good because those are very Hans adventure Zimmer, yeah. vibes um, in terms yeah. of music. Um, uh, whatever, as, as far as I'm concerned, my only off-limits, the person I never want to score that movie or score any movie... Um, well, that's not true. He did really good on the Deadpool film. Is is uh, Junkie XL? I didn't really. Well, I didn't. He, he his style really fit Deadpool. Though. Yeah, it fit Deadpool. I didn't really like it that much in uh, Batman v Superman or yeah. Civil, Captain America Civil War. I wasn't a huge fan of that. 
Um, yeah, it, it just felt okay in those movies. Yeah. Um, it, maybe safe, mm-hmm. I guess, is, is the way to put it. Um, did we mention him, John Williams? Yeah, but he's he's very yeah. trumpety. He is. <clears throat> he is very trumpety. I just really love the work he's done. In I know. His, his, movie, his movie list for composing is amazing. Um, but yeah, again, you're right. I keep thinking of his music... I don't think that would be. It's very, very brassy and very uh, tinny. Like he uses a lot of. I mean, it'll be, it'll be epic. Yeah. It just might be the wrong kind of epic for for like a Zelda. Yeah. Um, it fits Star Wars and it fits all the movies he's done, and he probably would do a great job on Zelda. I just don't know if he'd be. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I think he'd be. He, he'd be bad. Um, but again, it might be <laughs> like, like the guy you were just talking about. He he, we know he he's great, mm-hmm. so it would probably end up being good, but in the context of the film, it'll be safe, not as spectacular as it could be in that moment. Yeah, because um, um, it's just kind of taking him out of where mm-hmm. he, where his comfort zone should be. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, another just, personal favorite of mine, um, would be uh, Ennio Morricone. Uh, okay. but he's more, I don't know. It, it, it's very hard to describe his type of music. Um, I think, let's see if I'm, I don't want to be wrong on this one. Oh, um, here's a guy I totally forgot about, uh, because the movie I was thinking of with him is a terrible movie <laughs> and it makes me upset because it ruined, like, it just ruined a lot of things for me with with one of my favorite book series as as a very young adult like when I was twenty, um, that the Aragon eldest and mm-hmm. whatever I forget what the third what the third book is. Uh, that series was fantastic, <laughs> one of my all time favorite book series, and I I openly admit that that series is not uh, it's not the wording in it is very much <laughs> like for teenagers. Yeah. Um, like in Harry Potter, you can see how like that's written and adults can enjoy that. Uh, Aragon is very much like uh, very much. I mean, it was written by a teenager at the time, so like kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story it tells is like really encompassing, and I always felt could make a good Lord of the Rings type of movie. Um, and they just bombed it with Aragon so bad. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, it was a, that but, wasn't really good. But at the all. but the music was good. Mm-hmm. Like they had the perfect end. His it's Patrick Doyle. And I just realized he he did the music in Brave. Um, I, I didn't see in animated movies. I never pay attention to who did the music, um, but yeah. And, and he's he's also been involved in the Harry Potter, uh, and Thor albums, and a whole bunch of other ones. So, um, I, I have a small little list for us to decide on then. Sure. So. <clears throat> There was someone that I forgot that I was... I don't know. I'm kicking myself in the head that I forgot this because he is kind of a video game composer. Um, okay, that's okay. But I video game composers. Yeah, uh, but he also does movies, so he'd be perfect, in my opinion. But we have Hans Zimmer from the from Pirates. He does the Pirates Caribbean just as sure. like one single um, idea. Uh, we have Michael Giacchino, who's done Star Trek. He's done Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Super 8, Star, uh, Up, Star Trek Beyond... Um, so he's he's very yeah. versatile, um, and then someone that as you I've, list a bunch of sci-fi movies, yeah. he's very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But we have, and then you said Patrick Doyle for he did Brave, he did Aragon, but there's someone that I forgot. And Harry Potter, and Harry, and Potter, Harry Potter, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, um, and apparently Hamlet. There's oh, a bunch of stuff I didn't know he did. There's Harry Gregson Williams. Who, uh, what did he do? He did the entire, or at least he had a hand in doing most of the Metal Gear Solid soundtracks. Okay. Um, he okay. did the Sons of Liberty theme. Um, let's see, he he scored. Chronicles of Narnia, um, and he's he's done a lot. I had a good I had a good score on that. Yeah, he he's known specific like in terms of video games, he's known mostly for uh, Metal Gear Metal Solid. Gear. Yeah. Um, but he's done a C. If I can find anything else, um, sure. Let's see. I, I I like that pick. Yeah, he he's done a lot. He's done Shrek. Um, he's done the Rundown, which has a fantastic. Uh, album or um music score to it um the rundown what's that again it's it's got uh i don't remember such a long time ago but it's got uh, the rock in it um has a great like theme oh okay yeah yeah that's the one that had the rock in that one mm-hmm. uh what's that one guy's name i always remember him as stifler but it's not <laughs> <laughs> um well, oh, yeah, I I can't. But I don't remember his name. Okay, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, that that was that was all right. That was one of the, the Rock's first movies. Then we've got he has also done X Men Wolverine, um, yeah, Cowboys and Aliens, Total Recall, uh, The yeah, Martian. I mean, like, <clears throat> I I guess you know narrowed on the list. I think he's definitely one of the finalists. Yeah. Um, I still really like Patrick Doyle. Now that I'm looking at more of the stuff he's done. So it's between um, Harry Grigson Williams and Patrick Doyle then. Yeah, I mean, or they could just both do it. Yeah, they could collab on that. That'd be that'd be. I mean, a... it's often a lot of. I mean, those are two really big names. Yeah. To 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 be the usually with the collab, it's like a big name and then some Small, some guys yeah. that aren't aren't as well known. But uh, hey, this is Zelda, baby. Yeah, this is our dream. Our dream. Go idea. all out. <clears throat> all out. You know what? And, and ending credits make it John Williams just because. <laughs> <laughs> just because then you could throw some trumpets in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got our composer. We've got how, what kind of the movie it should be. Now here's the big part, the actors. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> Will Smith is Link. <laughs> <laughs> Will Will Smith is Link, and uh, David. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, Will Smith's son is Link. And then Dave That's Chappelle. Child Link. Dave Chappelle is uh, Zelda. Oh boy. <laughs> the Rock is the king. Oh boy. Um, um, okay. <laughs> okay, so some more serious responses. Like, I think is I'm not saying any of those people are bad actors. In fact, I actually think The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is actually slowly becoming pretty decent at this yeah, acting. Yeah, I mean, he's he's Black Adam he, in he, whatever uh, movie they I mean, he, he, I mean, he's more for comedies, mm-hmm. but still, like, he, he's actually pretty good at it. I'm surprised. Um, <clears throat> I guess I shouldn't be, because he did a really good job acting as The Rock all those years in WWE. <laughs> like, that is an act, so I mean, he did a pretty good job of it. Um, man. Well, I, should should we just start with the big the the biggest roles? Yeah. So who do we want for Link? Eh, that's so tough. I'm thinking. I'm trying to someone, think back. Someone. Did, did, now are we thinking child Link or are we going adult? Uh, let's go adult Link. Let's go adult. Okay. Because <clears throat> like this series does take like it could even be an older like it doesn't yeah. have to be, um, like a teenager. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> See, I don't hate him. I just don't think he'd be a good like. I don't think he's a good actor, but I mean, he's a good. Oh, he's a great think, actor, but I I think he's a good typecast yeah. actor. Certain roles, like what he did in Holes, that was a really good. Well, that was but also like, like def- a decade ago. 
I know, but like it kind of fit like the kind of acting yeah. he's good at. Indiana Jones did not fit the kind of no. action he's good well, at. Well, Indiana Jones portion um, of Happy Period. Anyways, and I think how are they making another Indiana Jones? Yep. Oh my god! I'm, the thing is, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be there day one because yeah. I love Indiana Jones that much. It's just Harrison Ford is awesome. But... I, I'm I'm thinking. I'm trying to oh, think Harrison about Ford is Link. No, who would look <laughs> good as Link? Like you think, and then is like who? Yeah, who looks like, like Link. Like who would who who kind of gives you that Link look? But then I'm kind of thinking Liam Hemsworth. Liam, okay. As 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 like maybe I mean, he 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 he's got the face. Yeah. Um, I mean they could do whatever with his hair. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. But like. He might be a little too buff. <laughs> he just has to thin down, that's all. Well, I mean, like, he's not going to thin down. He, I mean, look at the role he plays. <laughs> it, he's not going to thin down. He has to stay buff. Mm-hmm. Um, for as long as that role exists, he has to stay buff. But, so we've yeah. Got Liam like, like his young, like I'm looking at some picture of when he was younger and not, not quite as, as buffed up. Like, that's that's a really good-looking Link. Yeah. So, and he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man... Ooh, there's gotta be more. I'm trying to think of some movies because I don't always remember the actors' names, but I can just look. Them you know up. who? Do you ever see uh, Kingsman? Oh, Kingsman is good. The the main guy from that, uh, Taron Eager, Egerton, I think. Uh, let me look here. Uh, <clears throat> the main guy. He should be on like the front of the poster. Not not a, uh, sorry. I'm thinking Colin, not Colin Firth, but the yeah. No, I know you're not thinking of him. The guy that plays Eggsy in the movie. That plays who? Oh, Eggsy. Mm-hmm. Alex Nikolov. Uh, that's the person that has listed on IMBD. Who is apparently a nobody? He's only been in three movies. Whoever the kid is. Uh, the kid. Yeah, him. Them, and that that might be the kid. That, that no, that's that's the first that's one. his younger. Uh, oh, that's his younger self. Yeah. Oh, T- yeah. Taron Egerton uh... is is uh, Eggsy. Oh, Taron Egerton. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, he, well, he did an awesome job. Yeah. Smith, but um, what what other stuff has he done? He's uh, Eddie the Eagle. Uh, I haven't seen that. Forgot one. that he was in that movie. He's relatively nah. new. To like, I'm looking. Acting. I'm looking at his old stuff. Kingsman is like his, his big. Yeah, Kingsman is like the biggest movie he's done mm-hmm. so far. Well, and he's in the next Kingsman. Yeah, and he's which in. A, I didn't even know the. I didn't even know there was another Kingsman coming. So that just excites me even more. <laughs> he's in a, like, a new Robin Hood film. New Robin in. Hood Origins. Is he Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think he could be. Say? He could be pretty good. Um, we don't want to go Robin too Hood. old. I hope that movie doesn't suck like the the last one did with uh, what's his name. I know who you're thinking of. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Like I like Russell Crowe. It just it was just not a good story. I didn't like. I just did not like that take on Robin Hood. So, right, anyways, uh, are, so we don't yeah. want to go like too old. We don't like Chris Pratt for like Link. Um, so. Yeah, and Chris Chris Pratt's got some nice talent. You know, he could do serious, but uh, he'd be he. And the thing too is, dude, the thing is, dude. Well, and the thing is, what kind of Link do we want? I mean, do we want him to have a sense of humor? I mean, yeah, but like, not to the point where like, he's like, like, well, like, what's this kind of film? Like, are we having like a sarcastic hero, 
or like a dead serious hero like in lord of the rings I'm, or something i'm thinking somewhere in between like not to the point where it's like the cdi link but not to the point <laughs> where this is like christian bale's batman link so like somewhere okay. in between where he could be serious but also like sarcastic and funny and it's funny you went with like a, a personality that's considered terrible to like <laughs> What many people consider one of the best Batmans of all time. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> like, like that Batman. I, 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 well, I know. The fact you picked him told me you don't like that Batman. But a vast majority of the people are thinking that's one of the so best we'll, Batmans. So we'll say super serious. We don't want a super serious Link. We don't want a super silly Link. We want somewhere in between. Um, I, and now you say like Batman, I'm trying to think of like... I, you know, maybe a better comparison would almost be like the, what they always make the personality of James Bond. Yeah. Like, it's serious, but eh, there's there's some jokes and some stuff in it. But there. we don't want him, like, super suave Link, like... Well, no, no, not suave. <laughs> not the suave way. Like, that's a, that's a total Bond thing to be suave. Like, not that. He doesn't need to be, you know... I'll, 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 I'm not even going to say the word. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it alone. Just a ladies' man. So we've got... No, for Link, we've got Liam's, yeah. Liam Hemsworth and Taron Egerton. And I'm leaning more towards that last one. Yeah, let's just lock in Taron Egerton. Okay. I, I like that pick. Okay, so how about for Zelda? Oh, that's tough. Hmm. There was someone I was just thinking of. Oh, no. I See, I can't pick her because that, that's just a personal thing. Who? Alicia Cuthart. Yeah, I mean, I could see her being Zelda. Like, I she, like, like she has the look. Yeah. Clearly, the the look that would totally fit what Zelda looks like. Um, she's a, just an okay actress, though. Yeah. She's not terrible. Like, okay. She is really good. There's this new show that I'm watching um, that I had never heard of before. And I still don't remember the name of it because I've only seen, like, three episodes of it. But it's like she was with this guy and left him at the altar. And it's a total comedy show. And she's really, really funny in it. Like... I know she's in the ranch, and mm-hmm. I just the the ranch is just okay. <laughs> like, but like this series, other series, it's just hilarious, and she's a big reason it's funny. But it's like, I, when you think of her, you just think she's pretty. Yeah. And I, I guess when I was younger, I always kind of imagined that her as Princess Zelda. Um, so again, please tell me you have a better pick than that, because that. Well, I'm, I'm, again, like I'm trying to think of, like, I can't get off it. Like <laughs> younger actors and actresses, so I know, and that's why I picked her. Like she's not too old yet. Yeah, maybe um, uh, they again. Let's let's not focus on hair color for a second because they can always. Well, yeah, I, I didn't pick that. actually the hair yeah, color. It, it was, um, how about yeah, Sophie Turner? Sophie. She's from Game of Thrones. She stands as Stark. Okay. Okay. Yep. Obviously, I. <sighs> See, I feel bad. Such a big Game of Thrones fan. I don't know the name of any of the actors. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah, um, that, that that's a nice, uh, solid pick. She definitely has, like, the composure. Yeah. Stature. Um, I had someone else in mind, but I completely blanked. Um, I know. You saw Suicide See, Squad, right? Yeah. The one who played Enchantress, Cara Del... Oh, God. I was, I was gonna say, thank God you didn't say the one, <laughs> the one who played Harley Quinn. No, 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 no. Because I was gonna be like, uh, I mean, she maybe, I guess I need to see her do something <laughs> besides Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure she, I'm sure she's done something besides Harley Quinn. Cara Del, Delve, Delevingne. I'm gonna butcher that anyways. But her. Karen. <clears throat> now I'm not like, she was just someone that I had in my mind, 
Sure, sure. But I don't know if I'm like dead. See, somewhere. and I had some. I had someone besides Alicia Cuthbert. I'm trying to remember who it is. What was she um, in? See, part of me wants to say Scarlett Johansson, but I think she's too old. Now. Yeah, she she'd be too old to play. Uh, opposite I, I think of uh, our link. Yeah, yeah. Because of the age of our link, I, I just think she's too old. I mean, she still looks young. She still looks gorgeous, yeah, yeah. but it, and she's a good actress. But it, I, you know, if this was her like five years ago, I, I think mm-hmm. it would be fine. But. Um, Plus, we want to lock these down for, like, so like long-term Yeah, movies. so, like, this isn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't want her to be too... Like, I think she'd fit for a one movie, but it wouldn't be a series of movies. Yeah. Um, that sucks, too, because she's such a good actress. Oh, man. And, that, and no, again, I didn't pick her because she's blonde. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what this blonde theme is. I mean, because obviously Princess Zelda's blonde, but that's not... Because um, you could always dye hair colors, or this Zelda could just not be blonde. It's not yeah. a big deal. Because uh, there are brown hair Zeldas, so like the pink haired links, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, man, I'm trying to think though. There was someone that when we were talking about Link, I was thinking of would be a perfect match for that guy. Anna Kendrick. Uh, who's that? Um, she's the one in Pitch Perfect, the brunette. Anna Kendrick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one. She might work in his older film. She, she she might work. She's a year older than me. Of course. But she looks. But she looks young. Obviously. We can't. She looks really young. For somehow we forgot about the person who's made for this role, Zelda Ooh, Williams. Okay. Oh yeah, Zelda Williams. The the daughter of Robin Williams. The the daughter of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like I don't know if she could really act. No, yeah, I know. That's the problem. Like she's she has been in some movies, um, but like but a lot of it was when she was like a little kid. Well, and a lot of the movies that she was in are they were either younger or they're animated films or they're like really short films. So like she yeah. was in The Legend like, of Korra. She, and... she she was in Ninja Turtles, but she's just a voice. Yeah, she was in the show, I think. Um, yeah, the TV series. She was Mona Lisa. The voice of Mona Lisa. So we don't know. Um, so like I, I like I'm looking at her resume of movies. Like nothing really looks that great until except for when she was younger. Yeah, and she was just playing a kid. Um, so we're we're looking so, at Sophie Turner, Anna Kendrick, and Kara, whatever her last name is. Do you have anyone else? Um, I, you know, I, I think we gotta go with Sophie Turner. Okay. I'm good just with based that. on that list. But just based on that list. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's some better options out there. I just keep drawing blanks. Okay. All right. So for Ganondorf, I'm really mad. I couldn't remember the one that I really was thinking of. Um, uh, for Ganondorf, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, <laughs> especially if you want a little comic relief with your, with your uh, Ganondorf, yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing per se. <laughs> an, e- an evil guy that's funny. Yeah. That that you don't actually want to die, <laughs> like hey, like in the Wind Waker, you don't actually want him to die. He's not actually that terrible, but again, he doesn't know how to do what he wants without being terrible. <laughs> uh, like let me just kidnap every blind girl in the world. There's there's an obvious pick, which is Dwayne Johnson. Cause he's, he's, Dwayne Johnson w- would be a, a pretty good. He's he's because he, he he's got the bulk, so he's got the look. Yeah. Um, and he could totally pull off like. A serious enough villain uh, that can be conflicted if we want him to be a little conflicted. Yeah. How about Danny um, DeVito? <laughs> he's just too short. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's just too short. I mean, it, it, the stuff that it gets, like, I think he's a great actor. It's just, just too short. Yeah. For this kind of role. Like, like I feel like if it's going to be Gandalf, and I know they could do, like, camera trickery and make, make people as big as they want. But it feels mm-hmm. like, when I think Gandalf, it feels like someone who's big, bulky, really good actor, who could pull off, like, a dark and confusing character. What about that? He's not big or bulky, but what about uh, Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. He was, That's an interesting choice. He was the Joker in the first in Tim Burton's Batman. Um, oh yeah, I know, I yeah. Know, who doesn't know who Jack Nicholson is? I think he could play a pretty menacing villain. Man, yeah, I'll be like, and, and I like his. Well, uh, when I think of him as Gandalf, I think of him uh, in the, his, the personality he had in The Departed. Yeah. Like that kind of villain. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> granted, that also was a very intelligent villain. It's questionable whether Gandalf's that intelligent, but we can do. Little. But this is a new. This is a new series. He could be whatever we want to be. Um, I I do like that. I I do question longevity. Yeah. What about Liam Neeson? Um, Liam Neeson. Is he is he another one we have to worry about longevity? No, with? he's. How, how, he's. Oh, he's not. He's not too bad. Well, right now he's in his seventies. 74? Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's something you might have to worry about longevity with. I mean, not as bad as Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson's ancient. That's true. Like, he was born in 1937. Like, he... I mean, he's lucky to still be around right now. I mean, get, uh... Let's see, how old is... Oh, see, I, I think if this was, like, Liam Neeson at the time that Star Wars Episode One came out... Yeah. That would be fine. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> we see. Nicholas Cage needs to be in every movie. <laughs> the thing is, I like Nicholas Cage. I just think he hit like he he blew all his money, right? So he yeah. was just taking every single role he could. And the problem with that is that the movie sucked, so it didn't matter if he was any good. <laughs> <laughs> like, just look at some of the movies like he's known for. Like, these are some good movies, man. Like. He just, ah, uh, he just blew all his money. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like, other actors too that sound like they would be great. Like Ben Kingsley might make a great. He makes a great villain, but he's 72 also. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like a lot of the villains we think of are people that are old, because they're what we grew up with as villains. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could. I don't. This sounds. So I this is like, gonna sound like, really bad. Like, is, is the Rock gonna win by default? No, but this is gonna yeah. sound really bad because if we're sticking with like younger characters, I don't want to make this like a teenage movie. Like, it's all about like teens. Whoa, and, stuff. and like the villain, the villain, the Ganondorf's always traditionally come across me as older <clears throat> than yeah, than like in Zelda. But I'm also thinking, and and like not because he, he it's this it is gonna sound racist. Um, I don't mean it to sound racist, but it kind of does. I'm thinking, you racist. I'm thinking Adam Driver because he lit- he has like the nose of Ganondorf and he looks like him. He's just young. Um, he's uh, oh yeah, Kylo Ren in the, in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I have him. I have him. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he, he kind of looks like him, and he's young. Yeah, I could. I mean, he could be around for all the movies. Yeah, we'll toss him on there. It's a possibility. I'm not quite sure of his acting skills per se. He was fine in The Force Awakens. We didn't see that much of him. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't see enough. Like, what I saw of him kind of was annoying, but then it was more of the script. <clears throat> yeah. Than, than him. I don't really... Feel, like, I didn't come away thinking, man, he did a bad job. It's just like... Yeah. 
yeah, I need to see some more of you to really figure out your character. Because mm-hmm. right now you kind of seem like a whiny brat. <laughs> you don't seem like... Like, I want my next Darth Vader, and you just don't seem like mm-hmm. that. Um, oh, by the way, I can't wait for the new movie just because it's going to have Darth <laughs> Vader. Like, oh, I'm so pumped. <clears throat> uh, when I went to see uh, uh, Doctor Strange, they had a trailer for it that I hadn't seen yet because I've been kind of avoiding the new Star Wars trailers. Yeah. And when it ended with the breathing of Darth Vader, I just, like, it was geeking out so hardcore. <laughs> like, the movie's probably not even going to be that great, but it's got Darth Vader, so I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways. um, So so what do we have right now for we choices? Got Dwayne for, Johnson, for Jack Nicholson, Ben Kingsley, and Adam Driver. Okay. Um, I think we're just going to have to take Nicholson off. Really? I, I, I think he'd be really good... Like, the thing is, I think he, out of all the choices, he's the best choice. Well, but then it's not going to be a franchise. Well, but let's think about this realistic or unrealistically, too, because we picked two giant composers and making we're making them collab. So, well, if we think unrealistically, he's going to live forever, then it's, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, so let's just stick with Jack Nicholson. All right, Jack Nicholson it is. Then. Jack Nicholson is our Canadorf. Or, or take Jack Nicholson and put him in The Rock's body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If we're gonna be really imagined if you're no no Jack Nicholson okay so who right, else I can get who that. else needs to be in this movie? Well, you figure we got the sages, yeah, so some sort of sages, well, and they usually <clears throat> they can play as big a role or smaller role as we want. So are we gonna go with like traditional Ocarina of Time sages or like Bruto and Darunia? Because if, um, if we're doing Darunia, then that's Dwayne Johnson. Well, that's clearly Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, they're they're I mean. There's just no... I, I think we, we should go... Well, when I think back on the sages, usually there's like one from every race. Yeah. So we can do Goron then, Sage 1. Or Goron Sage as Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, the Goron Sage is Dwayne Johnson. We don't know no, his there, name, but we, we know no, that he's... It gonna, doesn't matter. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. He he looks like a Goron. He is a, a decent enough actor to pull off that. Yeah. Um, so, like, who would be, like... Uh, See, I, I don't, see, it's like, what races do we want? Zora's, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, hmm, I got the Zora. <clears throat> see, I feel, well, it feels like a Zora one should be female. Yeah, just to balance it out. I mean... Plus, like, I think it's <clears throat> always, like, when it's been, when one, it's always yeah. been female. I mean, we can go default with Jennifer Lawrence. That could be our... Well, we could. Our, uh, Zora sage. Our, our, our fall by Jennifer Lawrence for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, that's fine. Jennifer Lawrence sounds like it would be a good. And then uh, let me see. Feels like we need like a foresty sage. Doesn't need to be Kokiri. I'm thinking for but... King. Um, you've seen Independence Day, right? The, oh, the first has... one. Yeah. The president, Bill Pullman. I think he might make a good king. He's got that beard now. Does he? Yeah. Let me, let me see. I haven't actually checked on him. I mean, I know he was in the new... Yeah. You know, the new one, which I... Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yep. Yeah, it looks like a king to yep. me. King... He almost looks like... Sadly, he kind of reminds me of Robin Williams. Yeah. But but anyways. <clears throat> um. Yeah. No, I like him. And he's not, like, a fantastic actor. But... But the king doesn't need very, to be here for that long. Yeah, then, like, good en- he's good enough for the short scenes. Mm-hmm. Like every actor we put in doesn't have to be like a superstar. He he's kind of like that perfect. Yeah. Like for for small for small roles. 
So just for um, placeholder names, I'm going to put the Goron Sages, Darunia, and then um, Arzora Sage, Ezruto. Just so to... you you so you want to talk about racism. Our whole cast is white. <laughs> well, uh, Dwayne Johnson is not. Well, I, yeah, but he's like as white as you can get <laughs> for what he is. So <clears throat> who, who else could we throw in there then to make this a, a culturally appropriate... PC movie. I know, and I keep thinking like it's hard because most of the characters in Zelda are white. We need we need John Boyega in here somewhere. Uh, maybe we have a maybe we have a sage from the Garuda tribe. Yeah, I'm thinking though. Like I want. Ooh, yeah, well, you know, well he's he's about as old as uh, our Link and Zelda. Um, to, uh, the guy who played Finn in Star Wars. Oh, oh John Boyega. Yeah. John Boyega. Okay. <clears throat> not because he's black. <laughs> That's not why I'm casting him. I'll be like, hmm, I suddenly mentioned race and you suddenly <laughs> but cast a black Because guy. he's a really good actor. And he again, we've got that longevity then with, with Ganondorf. <clears throat> yeah, no, he, he is a, he's a pretty good actor. Is he being the new Pacific Rim? Nice. We haven't seen him play a villain role yet, so we could give him, we could be like no. Marvel and give him a chance there. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking back at his history here. He definitely has not done a villain per se he's been a conflicted yeah murder person but um that not necessarily a, a, an evil guy i think he was pretty law and order in the uk huh. um hmm so do we want to toss him in as our ganondorf or leave jack nicholson and put him somewhere else well i feel like jack nicholson is just too perfect for the role yeah like the only thing that turned me off is just because he's old yeah but, um... Oh, Nate, we forgot what? Navi. Oh, we're we, going to put Navi in this thing? We need a fairy. Who are we going to cast the only the person, fairy? The only person I like, then, the, the only person that goes to mind, because she's done a fairy before, is who, who played Tinkerbell and Hook? Oh, man. You're, you're kidding I, me. I can't, think, I can't think of her mm-hmm. name now. She actually is, like, a really famous actress. It's, uh... Um, I feel like I know who it is, but I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Julia Roberts, yeah. Why would you want yeah. her as as? I don't know. I liked her as Tinkerbell, and she's annoying, <laughs> and that's what Navi is so, is annoying little fairy that you do not even want to talk. So Julia Roberts is our annoying fairy. Yes, I don't know why we're including a fairy. I hate <laughs> fairies. Like, like I don't hate fairies. I hate the way Zelda uses fairies. But I, I guess if we have to have fairy as like his companion character. Do we want to... Fine. If we're going to make Ooh. this our perfect movie, what about Minda? I'd like to see her in the movie somewhere. Imp or full version? Both. They'd probably be CGI imp. CGI imp. Voiced. Okay. And then... Voice, voiced by the person... Yeah. ...who mm-hmm. ends up being the full the full body. Oh, jeez. That's someone where I hate bringing race in again. It feels like it should be a black woman. I uh, know. Well, like, it'd have to be... And I'm I'm, not, I'm just like thinking of the look of of her more darker toned skin. I mean, granted, you could, I mean, white people, you could just paint them. Yeah, that's that's even more racist. I know. Who I'd like to see well, as welcome to the new America. I'm trying um, to think of someone. Um, here's my problem: is that I'm trying to think of someone that's like seductive and and like teasy. Uh, sure. But and so like I'm, instinctively, I go to Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, uh, or or Rosaria Dawson. 
Um, who's that person that I'm? Th- hold on, let me. <clears throat> who am I thinking of? Um, look up a movie I know she's in. Uh, see, I was almost thinking of Zoe Salanda. Ooh. Cause she's kind of in the role she's been. She's kind of got that like seductive, sarcastic. Yeah, we could get so. But still, like a badass kind of yeah, vibe. Man. Totally forgot about her. I just I remember Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, "Ooh, that kind of reminded me of like a Midnight kind of." Yeah. Character. So a little bit. I mean, obviously coming from you know an evil side instead of actually being good the whole time. Yeah. Something. But she was also in, like she was also an Avatar. Something in and, and, and Star Trek. So we have three three actresses for Midna. Um, we've got Jaden Pinkett Smith, Rosario Dawson, and Zoe Saldana. I say we just throw them in a ring and see what see who lives. <laughs> Those are all really good choices. Because Jaden Pinkett Smith plays a really good villain, and but like not yeah. necessarily always a villain. Yeah. Um. And I'm just a big fan of Rosario Dawson, so that's that's more of my preference. <laughs> Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, I threw out Alicia Kuther who has no true. business really being in a Zelda film, just because I'm a fan. So, uh, and, and I do like Rosario Dawson a lot. Like, it, I, there has not been a role she has played I do not like. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, like, I, wasn't she in like Sin City? Um, I I know the, the uh, most recent like she role, was, she's in uh, Daredevil in the whole series. Well, yeah, she's 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 in the Daredevil and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. and uh, the new one, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. She's she's really like I, Luke Cage is the one she's really going to be involved yep. in now. I think based on how I won't spoil people for anyone who hasn't watched Luke Cage yet, but she's definitely going to be more in that one. She was introduced in Daredevil though. Um, <clears throat> you, you, have you watched, also have you watched the Flash? Oh, I love the Flash. I I'd like to see Candace Patton in there. Really? Yeah. I'd like to see Iris playing Midna. It's funny. She's usually the character people don't like. I again, huge fan of her. The I mean, no, I I don't actually think she's that bad. Like some people compare her to the person who plays Laurel on Arrow, and I'm like, no, Laurel is way worse. <laughs> I I'd like. The to thing see is, her. I didn't even think Laurel was that bad as no. other people did, but but um. Like, oh I, my I think gosh. Candace does a lot better job. I forgot about Grant Gustin. He could have been our link. He's Grant he's Gustin. Barry Allen. Oh yeah, Barry Allen. Duh. I like. It's funny. Not once watching the show that I ever asked myself, "Who is that guy playing Flash?" <laughs> I'm just like, it's just Barry Allen. It's just who he is. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to wonder. I'd like him as Link. So, oh man, now I'm conflicted. Oh yeah. The thing is. I don't know. Like, I like his personality on Flash. Obviously, I feel like that personality is a good one for Link, but... Oh. Thing is, that's like, that's like the only thing he's done that's good. Yeah, let's let's lock in who we have, then. I won't I won't focus on that. Yeah. But I'm I'm liking... What if we put... If anything, if anything <laughs> else, this is just another shout-out that they should have made him Flash in the movies. What about, what about this? What oh. if we made Sophie Turner our Minda and put Candace Patton as our Zelda? Uh, ooh, go the other way around. Yeah. What if we did that? I'd like that because Sophie Turner could be. Yeah, a that. Good you know what? I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, so I'm I'm fine with that. I think that can work. So Candace Patton is our Zelda. 
She's just just slip just slipping in that Candace pen. Actually, she I think she'd be an excellent Zelda yeah. to be honest. So we're I think she'd fit that role well. We've got. Um, <clears throat> is there anyone else that's really really important? Maybe like I totally for, I totally <laughs> forgot. Candace Pat was on Young and the Restless back in the day. <laughs> Holy crap! I totally forgot she was on that. I, I used to watch all the time with my mom. There is one yes, role I was that, that we need to fill in though. That I already oh, have. That? This is already picked out. And oh no! Not uh, mm-hmm. what is it? We have the Great Deku Tree. He's, he's everywhere, but yeah. he's voiced by. Can you guess? Someone with a deep, powerful voice. Yeah, yeah, like a deep, powerful, ancient kind of sounding voice, but not like, you know. Well, obviously it's powerful, so obviously you're not like you're dying. Um, you got. That's what I've always I've always imagined his voice is like deep and just booming, not like the grandma style voice that you get in. Uh, Do you want to know? In Pocahontas, sure. I I'd say James Earl Jones, the guy who plays Darth uh, Vader. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in his heyday. Yeah. I don't know if he's still got it now, but... I mean, he's voicing him again in Rogue One, so obviously he's still, he's still got well, it at some point. Yeah, but there's a lot of trickery they can do if, if his voice... Because, like, he's got to sound, like, exactly the same. Then, and if he's not exactly the same, they'll, they'll do some voice alteration. Either him oh. <laughs> or, uh... <clears throat> it's hard to argue with James Earl Jones, though. He's so... yeah. Um, like you think of James Earl Jones, his voice is like perfect. For it's it. it's iconic. That's the problem. Oh yeah, I know that's the thing. Like, look at all. I mean, he's Mufasa and Darth Vader. And, if he was still alive, uh, I'd say someone like Christopher Lee. Oh, I'd love to have Christopher oh, Lee in. Oh, you gotta tell me if he was still alive, my link would have been Heath Ledger. So <laughs> yeah, um, like I, I was so mad that he that he didn't. I mean, not just because what he did with the Joker. Like I loved him in. Uh, uh, a Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he's he's got the range that I don't I don't know what his age would have been like, but anyways. Or we could make Eddie Murphy our great Deku tree, or Chris Rock. Oh my gosh! If we're gonna have, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I feel like if we're gonna have them, it feels like we should have like a new character. That's like this sarcastic MF that just keeps popping up randomly throughout the game. <laughs> that isn't the old man, but kind of fills that old man role where he just kind of appears. Yeah. Like when you need, like when he needs guidance or when he's confused mm-hmm. and you just, a lot of mystery surrounding him. It could, and like, no, we get, he always, he always ends with like a one liner and just leaves like totally confused. No, here we go. We can explore the origin of Nate's, or of, uh, Nate, of, of Link's Nate. parents in this movie. Oh, there we go. So Link's Revisit dad. the fan topic idea. Link's dad, there, that could work. Who are Link's we gonna dad. make Link's dad? <clears throat> Link's dad. Oh my gosh. Steve Buscemi. Steve. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Actually, god. That would be that'd be kind of. I mean, I, he's a good actor. I just <laughs> cannot foresee the actor we picked for Link coming from him. <laughs> What about Ewan McGregor? What about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, man. Um, it's a good choice. <clears throat> or Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. I, I like Kiefer Sutherland. He could be a good Link's dad. Oh, man. 
trying to think of somebody else. You know, I I think I like Keith or something. I think we should go with him for Link's dad. Okay. Who is going to be Link's mom? That See, that's the tough one. <clears throat> well, let me think. All the people I wanted to be Zelda but were too old. You said Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I mean, that would explain where his boyish beauty comes from. <laughs> like, all of it. I'm okay with Link's mom. That's not true. Keith, Keith, yeah, that, that's fine with me. Especially, like, she's a good actress, but, it, yeah. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> that we I wanted to fit her in a role before, and this... There we go. Like, if it's going to be about his parents, like the origin stories, like it, that feels like a good role. So we've... we've A nice strong role. We've got a strong... But that also, mean, that also means we probably need to have a child link that appears in some sort of flashbacks or something. Yeah. Um, so. Especially if it's an origin for parents, because it's going to be probably starting out, maybe even before Link is born. Who is that kid in Iron Man 3? The, the, the kid. The oh, the one that's in that... That's in that... That sits in that thing. Yeah. With the armor. The... the oh. Man, uh, oh, Ty, Ty Simpkins. Ty, is that his name? Yeah, that's who he is. Ty Simpkins. Is he too <clears> old <throat> now? Let no, he's. I don't think he is. Uh. He of looks. Course his, biog- his biography is totally incomplete. <laughs> it's probably like the only mm-hmm. role he's done that matters. Um. Uh, oh, he's in Jurassic World. Yeah, he was one of the. He was with that kid in Jurassic oh, World. Oh yeah, 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 he was that. He's, he was he'd that be kid, the perfect age. That? Yeah, that that could work. Cause like for baby, they could just do anyone, yeah. just random baby. And then like if you're gonna show, you know, growing up over some sequences, I feel like maybe there maybe there should almost be a go between though. I'd say uh, the guy that's playing. And that's hard because like the go between is gonna be someone who's really really young. I mean, between, like, so, baby and, like, young Link? Yeah. Or, like, like young like Link kinda, and kinda, adult Link? Kind of like, yeah, the, ba- the baby is what it is. And then you have, um, like, uh, like someone between, like, the baby and, like, Ty. Because, like, they, I feel like you got to show baby. Then you got to show, like, the, like the, the four-year-old, you know, just kind of learning to do things. Like, with his father or something. But, and then, like, <clears throat> and then you got Ty coming in, showing off, like, the traditional... Young Link, we all we all know. I don't think that the four year old or whatever Link would be that important to like cast right away. Well, yeah, yeah, it'd be more of a like it's really going to be enough like a scene or two. Yeah, but still feels like like this is the like the primary character in the whole series that's going to keep growing as we go. Yeah, but we only um, did him for like five seconds for like one or two scenes. Yeah, Ty Simpkins would probably <clears throat> be in there for at least twenty or so minutes. Of the movie. Yeah, he he'd be the introduction Link. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, that's fine. I, I guess we can not worry about that. I that's just me being particular. Like, okay, if we're gonna watch Link growing up. Who's gonna be yeah. him in all these different stages? Like, who's gonna be the eighteen-year-old one? You know, etc. So I think um, I think we'll cut it off at Young Link then, because we've got sure. a, a large cast. Well, it's gonna be a large yeah. cast. So let's a large cast that realistically will never happen. <laughs> so let's go over what we have. So we've got. Uh, it, the the film's gonna be about its own. It's gonna be its own thing, so we're not worrying about it adhering to a specific game. Um, we haven't we didn't flesh out a story because that's not really as important as what we're talking about right now. Um, but we're we've can basically with our characters we've confirmed it's like an origin story. Origin story for Link and his like parents. Yeah, and and for like all the characters that you're gonna see eventually. Because because this is like the first movie in what's gonna be a series, so it makes sense yeah. to have some origin stuff. And so then you've got. Uh, 
The composers are Harry Grigson Williams and Patrick Doyle working together. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, we've got Link as Ter- Dream Team. Yep, Link as Taryn Egerton. Zelda is Candace Patton. Ganondorf is Jack Nicholson, which is beautiful. I love that oh. choice. Um, Darunia as Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Um, Ruto is Jennifer Lawrence. The King is Bill Pullman. Uh, your annoying fairy is Julia Roberts. Yes. Uh, Midna is Sophie Turner. The Great Deku Tree is James Earl Jones. Link's dad is Kiefer Sutherland. Link's mom is Scarlett Johansson. And Young Link is Ty Simpkins. That's a pretty stellar cast we got there. That's what I would say. Like that would never happen. Or if it did, it'd be like one of those, like one of those movies that it sounds like it should be good because they threw like fifty big name <laughs> actors together, and it's just the worst movie ever. It, because they're trying to give them all equal screen yeah. time, and it just bombs. They don't really really worry about creating a good story. I mean, oh, they always do that with those stupid chick flicks. I'm like, oh my god, okay, it should be good, but you just yeah. too much. Uh, unless you have like a five hour movie, there's just not enough screen time. Yeah, this is, it's got a lot of, uh, all of these are like top paid or like closer to being very expensive actors and actresses, especially pulling in like Scarlett Johansson. Well, see, I feel like for the first movie, it would, it would actually work okay with her because I I feel like she would have a big role in this first movie. Yeah. For like maybe like like 20, 30 minutes in the movie, she'd be in it. I mean, maybe even like half the movie, she would be like the, and, and like, it's one of those where even after you get past like her life, you know, and you're moving more into Link and what mm-hmm. he's starting to become, um, it's still like you can still have the flashback memories, yeah. to stuff he learns <laughs> from her and and is that like like that stuff could still exist as the series goes on, but like this first movie I could see her doing because she would have a bit like she would have a pretty big role yeah. in the first movie, um, you know whether or not she'd want to sign on for multiple just for some flashback moments beats me i think i like our picks for link zelda and ganondorf i think those are those are really oh, good yeah picks. Oh, yeah those are awesome picks and, and they have to exist and I, uh, one thing i like about the ty simpkins too for the young link mm-hmm. is if if in the future there's a time travel sequence <laughs> he would still be okay as young link for possibly movie two if it gets explored yeah um, but you can't really go much beyond that because then he's gonna start getting too old. Yeah. But I I feel like if for some reason that gets explored after the origin story, where they start getting into some time travel, that at least you have that option of a, a pretty decent actor who's gonna look good as young Link and still have the older Link, you know, be part of it. You know, if they do the seven year thing or if they do, uh, you know, what whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, heck, they could have the whole second movie just be about young Link for some reason. Um. So I, re- I really like our choice for young Link and and the older Link. I, yep, those are those are perfect. We did we. Uh, it just opens the door. We did good. Uh, I think we did good. You know the the the, the Ganondorf. It's, it's just so perfect. That, I, I I just I'm just like it is. <laughs> at this point, any Ganondorf. Twenty years ago, twenty years ago, where I don't have to worry about him point, not being alive Ganondorf for the second pick film. Will not live up to our dream Ganondorf. Like, if they ever do a well, film or an anime, it's just not going to be as good. Oh, yeah, that's the problem with this dream scenario. <laughs> if they do a film, because you know it's going to be a bunch, it's going to be mostly a bunch of people we probably haven't heard of yeah. much or have only done, like, like TV shows or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. That doesn't mean it can't be good. Like, I never heard of most of the people that are in The Flash before The Flash happened. Yeah. And it ends up being really, really good. So it's like, 
It doesn't mean it's not gonna be good. It's just hard to imagine it being as good as our dream scenario. Like, like if <laughs> if they have a great Deku tree in a TV series and it's not James Earl Jones, <laughs> I they just better just not have him talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a silent Deku tree. Like have him just die, <laughs> just die right away. Or reference, Ugh. just like a slight, sl- sl- slight name reference, and that's it. Yeah, oh, or or they have like James Earl Jones actually do it for some odd reason. They decide that he's worth paying the money for 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 a character who's gonna die, and then uh, then uh, as like they're doing the Ocarina of Time, and as like he's in the tree, like off in the corner, there's like a little little Darth Vader helmet, just just hidden, a little reference. Because hey, they throw references to Mario and Zelda. Come That's on, true. Um, I'd love it if okay. this was like bought and paid for by Disney. And then they'd have all the money in the world. Plus they'd have all the IP use. Oh my gosh. You don't have to pay extra for. Like you could throw in a Darth Vader mask and not have to pay someone to do that. Um, Yeah. Like, oh, it's Majora's mask with Darth Vader mask. Yeah. (laughs) You become Vader. That makes no sense. Doesn't have to make sense. That scenario it's Majora's mask. (laughs) Took a lot longer than I thought it would, but it was wonderful. Oh, I knew it was gonna take a long time. Fantastic. Trying to come up with people for roles. Oh. We should just, like, we can make that, do the whole, like, long video, but cut that into its own Yeah, I feel like well. that's got to be, like, a separate yeah. podcast. Cause the, <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm sure all you guys love it. Like, maybe we'll release, like, an audio only yeah. of the full two hours. Because uh, I know some people, like, li- listen to this at their gyms and stuff. Yeah. But. So we'll release the audio, like, all at once. But the video will probably be two separate uh, videos. Mostly for yeah. uploading troubles, too, and rendering troubles. <laughs> for Make it easier on us. But that way right. you guys will Plus, have two things to look forward to. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to see the size of this video file. We're <laughs> yeah, I'm, I still have to upload it and stuff. But Thank God um, I didn't record it with my phone because it would have been something like 30 gigs. Yep. So. <laughs> but I think that oh, about boy. does it. We've got our lineup for the perfect Zelda film that will never happen. The, per- the perfect Zelda film. Feel free, by the way, to go down in the comments and totally destroy our picks <laughs> and like show us an even better one. Because you know what? I have seen lineups picked for Zelda movies in the past, especially once that Netflix series rumor went around mm-hmm. um, or report or whatever. I, you know, I saw everyone picking their stuff. And we as a staff kind of jokingly picked one that it was, admittedly was not very good. <laughs> um, this list is way better. Yep. Uh, but it, it's just, <laughs> this is awesome. This is just awesome. This, this was a lot of fun. Yep. I, I hope when the when like because I, I think what we'll do is we'll post this this one separate, mm-hmm. like it's its own thing, um, and I think it's gonna get like a huge, lot of conversation, a lot of debate going because this is just a fun. And I'll try to post pictures of each thing. person as we name them, so you guys don't as, have to go look them up as we name them. Yep. Yeah, like I just hear me type it off. I'm like, who is that exactly? I can't quite remember. I recognize faces. Recon- yep. Like that was Barry Allen. That was the Flash. <laughs> what? Yeah. Ugh. Sounds, oh, sounds good. We did a good job, Nate. Oh, yeah. Two-man podcast for the win. I'm not editing this until tomorrow. <laughs> That's the way you look at it. Yeah, we're editing tomorrow. Uh, Don't worry about it today. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> that'll be- oh, well, thanks, everyone, yeah, for listening. That, that wraps it up that, for tonight. This has been a fun a fun little podcast. A little different. I haven't checked my phone. I'm sure I'm getting yelled at for being too loud. <laughs> just, just keep in mind, next week we're eating peppers and reciting... Uh, monologues. So, next week we're dying. Yeah, next week we're gonna be in pain. It it's just death. This was this was the calm before <laughs> the storm. This is the calm. Oh god. <laughs> at least we oh, didn't have god. any like serious arguments though. Like we didn't like yell at each other. 
I I thought about it at one point on one of your picks, but that person ended up not becoming the one, so I was okay. I let it go. I learned to let it go. The only thing I ever learned from Frozen, let it go. <laughs> well, thank you for that. So, well, thank you guys for listening and listening and bearing through these two videos or this one long yep. audio podcast. All right. We will see <laughs> well, you next week. Yep. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Adios.